I'm consistently impressed by how thoughtful Braze is about continuing to improve their product experience and how innovative the Braze product is itself. So very awesome there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Room for Growth. This one is going to be short and sweet, but I am live from New York. We just got done with the Braze Forge conference. So we've been on site with our partners at Braze, a number of our clients who use the Braze platform, tech vendors who integrate with the platform, and I'm just super fired up. So we thought we would record an episode talking about some of our favorite highlights from the conference and some of the takeaways that have us most excited um, bring that to you because already we are thinking about how we take some of the new features that Braze announced the release of during Braze Forge, how we take some of the learnings that we got from different sessions and panelists. There were just so many industry experts in attendance at this conference and just bring it to you as quickly as possible. So before we do, just want to give a shout out to some of the people who were speakers at the conference who were awesome. I mean, we heard from brands like ESPN and Marvel Entertainment, Activision Blizzard is doing really cool things. Whoa, I was like super inspired. NBC Universal had some awesome content and hot takes. And then of course our friends in fast food, KFC, Taco Bell as well, always doing fun and interesting things and thinking about customer attention in really interesting ways. As always, I love hearing from Intuit. I think Intuit is just consistently one of the most interesting and helpful and practical products and markets just constantly pushing themselves every year to stay really sticky and think about their stickiness in interesting ways. So big thank you to all of the brands. Just very briefly, I want to mention that my CEO, Tobias Dangle, wrote a book called The Sound of the Future. And that book is available on Amazon and in local bookstores. And it is awesome. It talks about where we are going as digital marketers, as product owners, as consumers of all types of digital experiences, and how our expectations about voice technology and our ability to just use our voices to perform simple tasks and the jobs to be done that we have in our daily lives that are easily accomplished with a combination of AI and voice technology are going to become ubiquitous over the next relatively small window. I bring that up because so much of what we talked about at Braze Forge had to do with the advent of AI and some of the really practical steps that different brands can be taking to be prepared for AI and a world where Gen AI is particularly critical. So if you haven't bought TD's book yet, if you haven't read Sound of the Future, it is a great read. If you are not a product owner or an engineer or a person who works in marketing who's thinking about how you are going to bring voice experiences to your customers, that is just critical thinking right now. We have to be thinking outside of pixels and ads and ad placements and app screens because this is all going to be so real and sitting in our lap. So do yourself a favor, give yourself a little early Christmas present, um, grab Sound of the Future, give it a read because I think much like the episode that we did with Brett Kinsella where we talked about some very tangible use cases for Gen AI as a product owner today. This voice should really get you thinking about where you can learn, where you can be thoughtful about what's coming next. So, so pick that up. Okay, on that note, I want to start by just talking about some of the features that Braze announced in their new platform that I'm so excited about. So one of the first is around new landing page product. This is going to help brands 
much more easily capture information on prospects and convert them into leads and loyal customers. This has been something, and I think Braze, they are just starting to play more and more into the product experience. They are not staying in their lane when it comes to being a traditional sort of engagement platform that we typically think of as the modern replacement to the CRM where it connects you with email and push in and out message and SMS. They're thinking more and more about how marketers connect what they need consumers doing on a website to build relationships with the brand, things like giving their email address with the marketing channels that are associated. So landing pages is a really cool feature that's designed to reduce technical complexity for marketing teams, but it also reduces the amount of work that engineers have to do to build very similar conversion experiences in web or in app and helps marketers work faster. So that's a fun one. Anything that makes marketers faster right now because they're able to control the entire experience reduces costs for how they test and learn. Um, so relevant. So that one is awesome. We're excited to start using it. Braze also announced a number of upcoming additions to Sage AI by Braze, which is the AI product that is natively built into their platform. Again, all of these things are aimed at helping marketers just be way more efficient with their optimization and their testing and experimentation offers, but also save time and how they build out customer experiences. So these are things like AI recommendations. Uh, Braze has launched a beta version that uses machine learning to match items that are in a product catalog. So maybe that product catalog has items around different types of content. So if you're a streaming brand, you might put all of the shows that somebody could watch or all of the episodes that somebody could watch into your product catalog, and then they can click on those different episodes or those shows and watch. Or if you're a retail brand, you're, of course, just using this for items. Product Catalog is already a huge advent in the Braze platform. There are just not other engagement platforms offering this today. And we are already seeing the effectiveness of it in a handful of use cases, but it's still relatively new. So we know the potential for these features is so great and it's going to save marketers time. But now they're already adding these AI recommendations to make sure that whatever content, whatever products is popping up for different segments that you already haven't built in your engagement platform, or for customers who have different types of engagement patterns or ways they like to interact with uh, your content, the AI recommendation engine is just going to help you be more efficient in how you create those logic steps. So that is really cool. Again, like I feel like I'm going to just talk all about product experiences and how Braze is really innovating the product experience, which is fundamentally crazy. Like if right now you are trying to decide, do we buy Braze or do we buy one of their competitors? More and more frequently, I'm going to be talking about how important Braze's functionality is to bridge that product experience and that channel messaging experience. It's no longer just about sending email, sending push, sending in-app message and SMS. Already that functionality and having all of your channel messages in one place is really critical. And then once you get in your app, once you get in your website, here's things that you can build out using the flexibility of the Braze platform, using their AI functionality to control the product experience too. You know, there's sort of two theories here. You can bring engineering product teams and marketing teams closer together, or you can just put more power in the hands of marketers. And these tools are really going to do that. Another feature coming out is called Canvas AI Step. So this is in super beta form. But what it does is uses third-party large language models to interpret some of the user-provided inputs. So this might be things like survey feedback, for example. 
to determine what the appropriate message should be in return to that input. And so this is a really excellent way to make sure that you're personalizing an experience where a customer gives you some type of reaction and then you can quickly use the power of AI to trigger the most appropriate possible response and have that operate in real time and have AI helping you make some of those decisions more quickly. So very cool. Love. Can't wait to try. There's also message content recommendations. So this is on Braze's product roadmap. It is not necessarily out in beta, but this is really focused on increasing conversion, which is, of course, the goal, but increasing conversion in a way that feels natural and authentic to the brand, natural and authentic and very relevant to the customer or to the user. So basically what this is, is it's going to recommend copy and content for messages created in native Braze channels. So it's going to, A, predict which message variant is going to perform best for whom, based on some of like Braze's proprietary predictive models that they're building out And you're not going to have to run a full experimentation cycle to figure out some of this audience segmentation, this content segmentation that sometimes has learning curves, days, weeks, months to get that data back. Uh, Message content recommendations is going to do both. It's going to make better, faster copy and target that copy more quickly and more appropriately. So anyway, there's just a little bit of an overview of the different features that Braze talked about at their conference. If you want to learn more about this, analysts right now are covering this really heavily. So you can find more on like Business Wire and we can link to some of this in our show notes. But very cool stuff. Very excited for Braze. Well done as always. I'm consistently impressed by how thoughtful Braze is about continuing to improve their product experience and how innovative the Braze product is itself. So very awesome there. So we also launched a pretty major piece of content. So we have a series called Two Weeks to Better, where we take industry experts from Braze. So our growth strategists and our product strategists, engineers, really technical folks who know the Braze platform really well. We actually sent them to New York and we filmed from the Braze office and we brought in a lot of experts from Braze to help us think about how to innovate the sports fan experience. So we explored everything about how to improve the fandom of people who are attending games in person and buying tickets to live events, to those streaming on a device or on a television, to how they buy swag, thinking about how to cut some of the noise, frankly, out of the modern sports fan experience, bring in more niche types of content, and just create more integrated experiences that are more thoughtful based on what that fan is doing, how they're interacting with the content and the athletes or the games that they want to be watching. So that is available on our website. It's a 15-minute watch. It's a deep dive on how we improve experiences. So really proud of that episode, proud of my team who put hours and hours and hours of work into rapidly concepting and creating ideas to make the sports experience better. Huge thank you to our friends at Braze who participated and lent their wisdom to that. It was a massive undertaking in two weeks, but very proud of the ideas and the concepts that they represent and that they're bringing to market. So consider that our little learning and development meets innovation, meets high quality content production gift to you. In return for all that you did for us at this conference, I was particularly inspired. So thank you so much. And like I said, that'll be linked in the show notes. So check out Two Weeks to Better. 
Um, I also had the privilege of speaking and hosting a panel of media experts and leaders in marketing from streaming in particular. So one of those folks, Eric Vandervoort, so awesome. He oversees CRM and marketing engagement across life cycle for so many brands. It like hurts me when he talks about his job. I don't know how he has time to sleep because you will see him at Warner Brothers Discovery. You'll see him on their T-Nets network. You see him in Bleacher Report and on their NCAA tournament. Like he is just all over the place. One of the things that he talked about that I loved so much, I asked him the question, Eric, you have to deal with seasonality. You have to deal with the churn of your customers as one sports season ends and another begins. How do you keep fans engaged? Like, let's just talk about the NCAA basketball tournament. You have two months, basically, where all eyes are on every message you send around college basketball. And then all of those fans, unless they care about the NCAA and they care about you know, tennis or other sports, they're going to totally drop off. What do you do? How do you avoid that? And I loved his answer because it was basically a non-answer to me. He said, well, Billy, we don't focus at all on what's going to take them away. We are not interested in trying to keep them engaged with some kind of faux experience or some kind of cross-sell, upsell. If they're interested in NCAA, great, they're going to stay. But if not, that's not really what building authentic relationships is about. Instead, what we're doing is we're starting on content earlier and earlier than ever to hopefully get them re-engaged with the next tournament. So I loved that tip. I thought it was a really good one. It's one I'm thinking about for all of our partners is how do we start earlier? How do we start to tease experiences that we know people care about seasonally faster and sooner and start to gauge interest in those topic spaces and watch interest spike over time? and just create things that for those who want to be engaged, they can do more quickly. Um, the other person on the panel was Allison Kurth. She is a VP of strategy for media streaming, sports and gaming at Braze. So she oversees this huge vertical of just the most impressive client list. And she brought all kinds of hot tips of things that she's seeing in terms of trends and what's in and what's maybe out. It's 100% true. It's getting more difficult when somebody opens your app for them to say, sure, I'll share my data with you because they're nervous about those experiences. They don't want to share their data. But her point was there are actually more and more industries, especially in sports and especially in betting, where location is so completely critical because you can't use the experience if you don't have location turned on. Or two, it just remains one of the best ways to personalize different messages so whether it's using the AccuWeather plugin in Braze to um, bring weather into whatever message you're sending or whatever experience, or to, let's just bring this full circle, probably at some point, take things like weather and make sure that you're recommending products that are more appropriate for whatever the temperature is, or you're doing that at a hyper-local scale. She continued to argue that geolocation is maybe something that we should be doubling down on once again because of how critical it is to personalization. And I just really love that because of course I know this, that like hyper-local personalization is the best kind of personalization, but to have her really reinforce why it's critical to double down on something that has been challenging given consumer trends, I thought was really great. Also, Eric Vandervoort just reinforced that like there are things that are just not dead. They are critical. And these were big trends at the conference. So one of the things that Eric said they continue to use is just like 
newsletters, like hyper local, well written newsletters with good, rich content for niche consumers paired with newsletters that cover broader topics. So in this case, it might be the difference between sports happening in Washington, D.C. versus NFL broadly is critical strategy, like taking this broadly appealing messaging around NFL, using it to then engage people who have disengaged, but then bringing them back through hyperlocal is kind of this flywheel of like when people start to churn, how do you create this mix of broad appeal, niche appeal, broad appeal, niche appeal. Um, I really liked that interplay and that content strategy and that thinking. So I've been ruminating on that and where we can do that better for our partners. Um, And then Allison talked about the continued refocus on preference centers. And this I want to just emphasize. If I heard any trends at Braze Forge, and, and keep in mind, Braze Forge is a practical conference. These are marketers. These are not necessarily like there's all kinds of people there, but generally marketers tend to be pretty practical people. They're like, what can I do today and how do I do it? And I love that. And so much of what I heard was marketers telling me like, hey, we're going to double down on best practices. We're going to go back and make sure that Braze is implemented across web and app. And we've done a good job with our SDK. We're going to relook at our data health and make sure it's up to date. We're going to start doing product personalization uh, in a way that can eventually leverage AI. We're going to have a preference center that's easy to use and doesn't just say like opt in, opt out to email, but says, what are you watching this week? What do you want to hear from us on? Who do you care about? Which athletes do you care about? Which superstars do you care about? Which products are you loving the most right now? What did you buy last? Like robust preference centers that really put user experience back to the consumer and are easy to use, easy to update and do so in real time. Like this is where the focus is going is on things that are, yes, basic, but we're going to call them like V2, V3, next gen 3.0 basic where sure, it's like they're not glamorous but they are really critical to getting personalization right. They're really critical building blocks to the AI of the future. They're more robust than things we've seen in the past. They're more elegant, they're more usable, and they're really, really important. So other things to talk about that I loved, there was a major session by some of the leaders in streaming. We're talking like Disney Streaming Plus in particular, walking through canvases that they built using Braze where they were pretty specific about different types of triggers or different types of segmentation and liquid that they are using today to send really cutting edge messages. We were taking notes. Anytime Disney stands up and says, let us teach you what we're doing, we of course want to take whatever they're doing, make sure all of our partners are doing something similar and then take their ideas and push them next gen or think about how we'd bring more technical componentry to those messages to make them even more performative. So thank you for that, Disney Plus. We were taking notes for sure. So those are just a few of the things I'm ruminating on. I'm thinking about how we get our clients and our partners involved in this thinking and actually just like bring these ideas to market and help them stand out. But huge thank you to Braze. It was an amazing conference. I always love the Braze Forge conference. It's big enough to feel like you're just sort of like inundated with smart, talented, and incredible people. All of our best tech partners and our favorite folks are there. The conversations are really robust and meaningful. And at the same time, it's not hundreds of thousands of people. It's small enough that you can still be having kind of intimate exchanges with small groups and meeting interesting people just, you know, waiting for lunch, et cetera. Um, So really cool altogether. Thank you so much for the experience. As always, y'all are awesome. Great to see 
how you just continue to to push the needle on what's possible in the space of loyalty, engagement, and how we drive long-term retention. Um, really loved it. Super fired up. Glad to be there. Um, just one more time as a reminder, Tibia Stengel's book is called Voice of the Future. Uh, if you are feeling inspired by any of this and just you know, it's almost strategic planning season. If you're not already creating your 2024 roadmap, I'm sure you will be soon and engaging with your teams and thinking, where are you going next year? Where are you going in 2025? Really encourage some of that two-year thinking, that three-year thinking, because the advents that we're seeing in technology are going to move fast. But we also know that for so many brands, the thoughtful steps need to start over a longer window to get investment in line, to get teams in line, to think about change management. Um, so hopefully some of what we shared today, hopefully some of the thoughts out of these books that we're reading inspire you to just go a little deeper in your strategic planning sessions and be really thoughtful about what the next generation of customer experience looks like for your brand. And as always, we are here to help. Please reach out to me if there's anything that I can do, if there's a voice that I can add to the conversations or the thinking that you're having. Um, if you have anything to add in terms of trends that you're seeing or ways that you're using Braze or other best-in-class technologies to really drive the needle on loyalty and engagement, we'd love to hear from you. So join the conversation with me. Don't keep it one-sided. Um, until next week, I hope you all have a wonderful fall season, a very happy Halloween in case I don't talk to you before then. And we'll see you next time on Room for Growth.